How, how are you holding up, Sammy, from uh, from the midweek? I got over it quickly because of how smashingly the weekend went. I'm reminded because you had a bad day. You're taking one down. You sing a sad song, Sam, just to turn it around. Yeah. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Drunken United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the melancholy Samuel Graham. <laughs> Sammy, how you doing? Uh, actually, not bad, because the weekend did go so good, it kind of brought me some solace. Uh, although, um, as we'll come on to with fan mail and stuff, uh, this one I want to get out of the way, because I want a big F you uh, to Galifianakis out there for sending me a video of Olivier Giroud with the... Europa League trophy thanking Arsenal for their poor performance. <laughs> Somebody that I hold in great admiration um, now has fallen a few pegs down. Well, so was, thanks for that. What was the whole tweet video I sent you with Peter Cech being a double agent and giving up yeah. four goals? Uh, we are recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Uh, please subscribe, give a rating and review, and share with your footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can. Sam, why don't you tell the good people how they can get in touch? Sure, and in the rundown, we should probably put in parentheses an S after friend, you know? Mm-hmm. You could share with more than one if you'd like. <laughs> um, you get in touch Hold with Hold on, us. you actually read my rundown? <laughs> I Holy did. shit, it's a first. Uh, you asked me to. <laughs> you had a special little blurb in. Uh, at DU Football Show on all the social medias, at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And then DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Um, hate mail or uh, or positive news doesn't matter. Exactly, we like it all. As you saw from last week, we <laughs> do enjoy ourselves a good hate mail. Um, big shout out to Paul who is with the uh, Houston Wolves, and thank you very much for uh, spreading the word uh, this past week on your socials. Uh, you know, got uh, the Bayou City Blues and the uh, Bayou Ironworks uh, checking us out as well. So, all you guys in Houston that are listening to us, hello and welcome. Hope you uh, enjoy our stupid little podcast we do here. And lastly, hello and welcome to the Maryland Lions and the Blades in the USA, who is uh, Maryland Lions is the Villa supporters group. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> forgive me, the uh, <clears throat> Blades in the USA. I know I'm over here dying. Fucking allergies, I tell you. While you're dying, I do feel, uh, <coughs> Producer Mel here, I do feel the need to let the audience know that sound is not somebody gasping for breath in an <coughs> oxygen mask. Oh. That's Sam Graham's <laughs> over here on the vape, and he's doing it on mic, and so you just hear this. Yeah, it, I the so I had a, a different tip on the uh, the old one, uh-huh. and it wasn't as loud. But for whatever reason, it doesn't screw into the battery anymore. So I had to switch to the tip with like the the big like Mickey's wide mouth top, and uh, now it sounds like a fucking airplane turbine, so, and it's, it annoys me as much as it annoys you. I promise. I've got. But if I don't have nicotine, the show's gonna suck. I've got you to my left sucking air, and then I got him to my right choking on air. Hit your fucking mute button. (laughs) And also want to thank the Blades in the USA, who is uh, Sheffield United. um, Actually, the guy is also local. Uh, Nick, he's in uh, Maryland as well. uh, Awesome. Hopefully, uh, we're working it out with them, but uh, next week when we start doing our um, our new um, summer sessions, um, Nick's already confirmed that he's going to be in, and hopefully one of the people from uh, the Maryland uh, Lions will be in as oh, well awesome. That'd uh, be great. To, to talk all things newly promoted clubs. Uh, Norwich City, nobody wants to answer any of my tweets, so fuck you. We're just going to say you're going right back down. Um, and That's then, not true. Get in touch. And then finally, believe it or not, believe it or not, we um, actually uh, – I had a lovely conversation – with of all things a red, so uh, I was out on Friday night. Mike uh, Rogers didn't come over here, did he? No, 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 no. <laughs> one, one could only wish. Uh, met a <laughs> met a great guy, Eastern Shore guy by the name of uh, uh, David, who um, said he would check out the show, and I believe he emailed us as well, didn't he, Sammy? Yeah, he did. Uh, he got in touch um, on the old Instagram DMs, and uh, want to apologize straight away because he actually sent it yesterday. Uh, didn't notice the request button because he hadn't started following us yet, so it didn't pop straight up in the uh, in the old DM box. Uh, but he says, hi guys, new listener and Liverpool supporter here. Just wanted to reach out and say hi and let you know I dig what you're doing. I uh, met Sam at Fish Paws, which is a great liquor store right up here in Severna Park. Yep. Um, uh, locally uh, on Friday. Uh, thanks for the whistle pig tasting, by the way, he says. Uh, and was really interested in checking out the podcast after chatting. Turns out it is, in fact, quite good. And I'm looking forward to forthcoming episodes. I live on Kent Island and work in Baltimore, so having another EPL podcast to look forward to each week is excellent. 
not to mention one run by some local guys. Cheers, David. Um, and I, why we, while we truly appreciate those kind words and, um, and, and we, you know, really love that you're, you're new to the show and welcome to the show and love listening. Some guy told us last week, we're the greatest podcast in history. So I'm going to need you to step up your flattery game a little bit. Okay. <laughs> very good. Very good. <laughs> On a serious note, welcome and thank you for listening in. <laughs> so, uh, Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red blooded Americans, we are, we vow to have a drink in our hands throughout this show and every show. Samuel Graham, what are we drinking? Sure, it's one of mine this week. Uh, Tomat and 12-year-old. Uh, it's a Highland single malt um, from the town of Inverness, which actually has a decent Scottish football team there. Um, so check that out when you get a chance. It's aged first in used bourbon barrels uh, and then finished in Spanish sherry oak. Uh, didn't win double gold uh, this year, 2019, at uh, the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Wow, very well done. Yeah. Um, and then also Jim Murray, who took over from Michael Jackson for the Whiskey Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, Gave it a 91.5 out of 100. Which, for him, we've talked about that before. 94, 94.5, that's about as high as that man gives. So you got a 91, it's, it's like getting yeah. a 95. Exactly. Um, so in the in the uh, in Jim Murray's Whiskey Bible, got that score. Uh, should run you between 34.99 and 39.99 at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so it's a good price. Um, but do, with all these recent accolades, expect that to go up. So go grab a bottle while you can. Um. And uh, it is 86 proof. Yeah, I uh, haven't had this one in quite a while, and it's a great it's a little whiskey. Decent little whiskey, yeah, you know? it's awesome. And for the price, it's a great everyday. Oh, come home, especially and, for the yeah, price point. Come home and unwind. It's awesome. Typically, don't get to drink a single malt every uh, every day, and at right. that price point, you can drink you can. a single malt every Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Probably the last time we'll be drinking uh, whiskey without the e here until the uh, uh, until the fall, I imagine. Maybe. Oh, I'm thinking. We're, I'm thinking we're doing a lot of rum and uh, and tequila and here tequila? in the yeah here yeah, in I'm the summertime. Ooh, how about some mezcal too? Yeah, we'll definitely do some mezcal. So let's have a great show. I'm gonna go buy a jalapeno. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Sammy likes spicy drinks. <laughs> I heard Sammy likes spicy drinks. <laughs> Sammy's spicy in general. Um, Rare. Uh, Sammy, no so good midweek for Gunners. We Chelsea pl- four. We played Arsenal one. <laughs> we, we had a game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we played a first half. I I would like to uh, first <laughs> first off, Sam. I'd like to uh, thank your your home supporters club, the Charm City Gooners, for their hospitality and uh, let me come to the Abbey and hang out with them. I was smart. I wore a red shirt and I was a gunner for the day. Of course, I was right. absolutely rooting for your team. You, you did well done. And uh, everybody. Uh, Everybody was really gracious. It was, of course, great to see Simon again and uh, and meet some other uh, other gunners. Some of the uh, other guys, yeah, who listened to the show. And uh, but that was bad. Yeah, it was not good. Um, for the first forty five minutes, it was it still wasn't good football, but they were evenly matched. I mean, they were trying to feel each other out. Um, Petrček and Kepa both had maybe a save or two to make. Um, nothing too serious. Um, Light possible penalty calls, you know, yeah, one each way, yeah, very iffy. At exactly, best. Um, but it was it was more timid, you know. It was as we'll come on to a lot like the Champions League final, the entire fucking game felt like at that point either team could steal it at any moment, right? Because they were opportunities at, at that point in time. Then halftime happened, and uh, apparently instead of a proper cup of tea, uh, we got the sleepy time tea. Uh, a little chamomile, huh? Yeah, and uh, came out and uh, promptly shit the bed like train spotting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good reference. Because um, I just because I just saw train spotting too this yeah, weekend. So it's a great movie. great reference. <laughs> um, uh, Ozil doing Who? nothing. Who his he was too busy playing Fortnite on the you 18th. Talk about, you talk about Katie Lang. Yeah. Oh, now suddenly he's Katie Lang. Huh? Fuck that dude, man. <laughs> it, t- he. he t- I mean, I would have rather had a fucking stone 16-year-old turn up to put a shift in, if that's what you call putting in a shift. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Well, what it, what it seemed like was happening was uh, you would be outside about 25 yards, 30 yards outside, and the midfield would be passing it around. And you had you know your, your two strikers trying to move and make some runs and try to go out wide. And Ozil <laughs> literally just standing on the center of the 18-yard line, just expecting the ball to be passed to his feet. And it's like, uh, dumbass, you you got two people standing right behind you. Like, but you even need if, to e- move. E- 
even the times that he did move, <coughs> wasn't getting crosses in, wasn't playing cutting through balls, wasn't using his vision, wasn't doing any of that. He was playing a 10-yard pass back to Xhaka or a five-yard pass over to Maitland-Niles or <laughs> – you know, what have you. He he wasn't trying to make that through ball. Like, he, he'd drift out wide sometimes and try to find some space, which he tends to do. But he normally has a cross to the other side of the box that nobody else saw but him from a guy coming 30 yards beyond anyone's field of vision, you know? Like, he normally has something like that. There was nothing even really attempted. It was ridiculous. He got taken off a of corner duty. It's all on Granite Xhaka. Right. Um, so it's like, what what? why was he out there? Um, we shipped three goals very early in the, uh, in the second half. Um, I think the third of which came in the uh, 65th minute, if I am remembering that correctly. Right. And, um, after that, they brought on Alex Awobi. And when we talked last week on the preview show, I said that his direct style of play, uh, with Aspilicueta could prove to be key. Well, and it did. That was our best five minute spell when he came on the pitch. Yeah, and it wasn't even just the goal he scored. He was well, I, going at goal. Exactly, and and it was causing problems. I mean, Chelsea recovered well and, and got the ball clear, and Kepa made a couple of saves. But that five minutes was the only five minutes we had in the second half. And it was a, resu- a direct result of Alex Awobi being on the field. Pretty uh, pretty telling when uh, he was subbed on for Ozil, and you just kind of watched Ozil. Throw a hissy fit. Like, yeah, just kind of pounce off the field like he yeah. thought he deserved to be there, and it was... <sighs> He, they, but you have the, such that's, a big problem that's to worry the type about with of them. shit i know it, it annoys the absolute piss out of me it really does it annoys the absolute piss out of me because i know his quality i know what he can do he's just he chooses not to do it <coughs> it's ridiculous you know that the old cliche of you know can you do it on a rainy day in stoke you know that's what everybody says about Lionel messi do you you know what would how would he fare in the premier league it's like, oh yeah, I mean, at Old Trafford he'd be fine. At Anfield he'd be great. At 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 the Emirates or at, at Spurs' new stadium he'd be wonderful. The pitch is perfectly manicured. You get a decent day every now and again uh, with some sunshine in in those cities. You do like right. So uh, the stars could align and you'd be fine. But can you do it on a rainy day in Stoke where it's cold as piss? The wind's blustering down on you. Right. There's forty thousand angry people screaming at you, and not even your away fans want to show up because it's Stoke City and it sucks. <laughs> So no offense to the city itself, but just the, the stadium, like it's just it's a difficult atmosphere, and we see with some of these some of these top teams. I even, think you're just picking that stadium because that's the place you would always lose t- at. Yeah, I mean, typically we, go and we lose didn't at. like the rainy days at Stoke. But I, I always I think back the most glaring example from this season. I think back to was Boxing Day at Brighton, where he just he couldn't be bothered. Right. All of a sudden, that morning, his back started to hurt again because he played Fortnite for 17 hours the night before. It's like, um, you're getting paid 350,000 pounds a week. I'll lick jelly off your asshole for 350,000 pounds a week. <laughs> I won't like doing it, but goddamn, I'll do my best. I promise you that. <laughs> Sorry, Russ. But so, you know what I'm saying? It's like you can't get up to, you can't get yourself up to play football for 350,000 pounds a week. Come on, man! It, you don't deserve to be here. You're not fit to wear I, a shirt. Do do you? You're see, not fit to wear a shirt. Do do you see what I say when I said earlier in the season? He seems like someone who, um, you know, what he plays football for a living, but he doesn't necessarily like the he's game like, of football. He's like Gareth Bale. He'd rather yeah. go play golf. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't seem like he's very into it right. now. Zinedine Zidane's already told Gareth Bale that he's surplus to requirements at Real Madrid and wants him to leave. Gareth Bale's like, I'm gonna honor my contract. Seventeen million a year. Doesn't have to do shit. Right. Why wouldn't you? He can go right. play. Go- he doesn't even like football. Exactly. He can go right. play golf. Mesut Ozil's getting paid, you know, whatever that works out to be a year, that 350000 a week. So you sit at home and play Fortnite. Oh, my back hurts. How much, he how much have to do that, anything. How much of that contract are you going to have to eat in order to try to get rid of him? Most of it. Yeah. Most we're, of it, depending who we sell. I mean, apparently <coughs> Barcelona's sniffing around Lacazette. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, uh, people have looked at Aubameyang. What we have going for us is that Aubameyang's already 29. Right. So, and most of his game is based on pace, so that's only going to decline. Right. I mean, he right. is a fairly technical player, but a lot of his game is based on pace, so that's going to you know kind of ward people off. Um, but if we lose Lacazette, I mean, that's a, he's a major part of our lineup. Mm-hmm. We're in trouble, and with Europa League football yet again, how are we going to attract another top quality player? Right. Now, um, defensively, uh, 
it does it's not as desperate as it seems. Now, granted, yes, this was yet another shit performance from the defense that put you in a bad way. But after Wobie's goal, you felt like things were gonna happen. Three fucking minutes went by. Yeah. And Little chip scored. ball from Giroud and uh Hazard's off to the races and scores not off to the races, already in the box, yeah, but just tapped it scores in. again. Is it like, fuck come on? Yeah. <sighs> and Mustafi wasn't even on the field. Right. You know, I think Kashelny's older. Um, he, you know, and, and I hate making this reference, but it's the only one I can think of. You remember Ledley King used to play for Tottenham? Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't train because his knee was so fucked up. He would right. only play on the weekend and that was it. <laughs> yeah. It looks like that's what he apparently has a, Kashelny has a permanent calf injury that oh, he has, he'll have to manage for the rest of his life, essentially. Right. Um, even in his personal life. His Achilles, a major injury that happened against Atletico last year in the Europa League semifinal, kept him out most of this year. Um, it just he he looks off off the pace, and he's thirty two. So um, maybe it's time for him to move on. Monreal's getting up there in age. Licksteiner's apparently leaving the club. Mm-hmm. Um, which to be honest, fine. Right. But but he was your spirit I animal. I know. I like angry bitches, <laughs> and he was an angry bitch. Um. <laughs> now, but but that being said, um. You have to assume you have a healthy holding next year, which yeah. should be make a big difference. And that, Colin and Chambers coming back. That was precisely what yep. I was about to say. Is, Absolutely. Uh, and Socrates Chambers, is playing well. Chambers did really well at uh, Fulham. You know, uh, he was one of the lone bright spots. Yep. In that, and uh, in that and Mavropanos, the the younger Greek, uh, is is you know the couple of times he's played, he's done all right. Um, so he looks strong. He looks with it. You know, he, he's talking out there. Um, and Socrates has. Probably another two good years in him, I think. Time time to let the kids play much? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to have to. Unless we can offload uh, Ozil's wages, we're going to be in trouble financially. Now, uh, we've, we've talked we'll about... We'll get Hector Bellerin back as well. Yeah. You know, and you can slide uh, Maitland-Niles into the midfield where he's probably more comfortable uh, anyway. Right. Um, you know, bring a little bit more balance to the side. And he could be that playmaker, you know, or or, or Joe Willock, who came on, number 59, uh, I think he was, mm-hmm. uh, who came on, can be that playmaker and, and fuck Ozil off somewhere else. Yeah. Now, let's go ahead and talk about the uh, the winning side, Chelsea. Um, so, as we... Was that like a thinly veiled dig? No, no. It actually was just, let's talk about the side oh, that actually that won you? the game. Like, we, we've sat here and just That's talked a, a whole bunch about Arsenal, but we haven't mentioned the I team just, that put four goals up and won the I game. Just, I just, Probably should talk about them a little. I didn't like your tone. Um, you, um, The first goal was completely Kashoni's fault. He just kind of fell asleep. And mm-hmm. uh, Giroud is not known for his pace. No. Um, stole in front of him. and uh, But he is known for his big, meaty French forehead. Uh, and tucked the ball neatly. Think probably Petr Cech could have done better. Yeah. Um. Uh. With it, uh, knowing his quality and knowing what he's about, having been at Arsenal for for years before this. Um. Then, uh, I think the second goal was the penalty. No, third goal. No, was the I'm sorry. Pedro was the second goal. Yep. Pedro was the um, second goal. Third goal was the penalty. I, just, I can't. St- I hate Pedro. <clears throat> he did shave his old porn stash off though, so that's good. Right. Um, but then, yeah, the penalty. I don't. For little mate, uh, Ainsley Maitland, uh, Maitland Niles to be able to to knock over Giroud like that, I think, is a bit harsh. Giroud sold it. He went down a little easy. Giroud sold. However, it. it was a penalty. You, you don't don't put yourself in that situation. I know. Don't don't be behind the man with your hands on his back. If he goes down, no matter how soft it is, ref's gonna call the it. The ref's gonna call it. You put yourself in a position, and you know we've said it time and again. Do not give the referee a chance to make a decision. Right. And we did. And um, that's, you know, that's the end of that. And then again, like I said, uh, you know, a majority of reply goals are scored within five minutes of the goal that you scored. Yep. And uh, this one proved to be, again, like I said, three minutes after, um, a fairly straightforward play got, you know, bottled again. And uh, Giroud passed the Hazard to finish to the right side for his second. So we're and gonna, that was number four. So we're going to get to uh, sorry a little bit later on when we go into wild speculation, which is what <laughs> will become uh, our new prediction time is speculation time. Um, but like I said at the start of the season, you had Chelsea for no good reason was going to somehow, like I said, like finish second place for some reason. 
Nope. What do they do? They come in third and they win a European title and they're in the final of one of the two domestic cups. Yeah. Very quietly, very unassumingly, yep. making us all go, how the hell did that happen? Right. And But every, the other thing is, is with Sari potentially leaving, as, as we were talking about, I think back to the League Cup final where Kepa refused to come off, right? Yep. And now you've got a transfer ban where he, he only signed really Jorginho last year. Mm-hmm. So can he reshape the squad and his image to get them to play? And he's potentially losing the best player that they have and then Hazard. Yeah, not so going to happen. Wh- right. Why should he stay? When he's got the opportunity to take over Juventus? Yep. Well, and and then again, you know, you want to you look at that and you go, ooh, impending doom and gloom for Chelsea. Watch their asses finish in like second or third place yeah. next year. Uh-huh. And I'll have us all sitting there just going, huh? Uh-huh. Yep. England has a six-time champion of Europe, Sammy. Liverpool 2, Tottenham 0. Yeah, come on, you Reds. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That was brilliant uh, for me to watch. Um, was it Was it really that brilliant? Other than the result, was it really that oh, brilliant? Oh, no. Okay. The fucking game was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was an atrocious final. Um, it was... Uh, listen, I this is the Champions League bloody final. I wrote four sentences. Sala Pen. That's my first sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, then somewhat of a game, I guess. <laughs> then Tottenham tried, but Allison was strong. Then Origi. Liverpool six-time champs. That pretty All much right. covers everything. And, um, so uh, on to Drunkard United. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so let's let's talk about the penalty right off the the, the jump. Um, it's it's definitely a penalty. It hit him in the arm, and that's that's your arms in an unnatural position. It's a handball. Well, now, see, I, after it deflects just by itself, after it deflects off something, regardless of where your arm is, you don't have time to react to it. Right. So I don't know if that in and of itself does anything. What I noticed in the replay was he kind of swiped his arm. Like he brought his arm down first and then back up after his arm hit it. Right. So it appeared to be kind of, I don't know what he was doing, but I think that movement is what really sold it for the. Probably trying to throw his hands behind his back real quick. Yeah. But I think that that's what sold it for the (laughs) officials. You know, it was on mm. that motion. If he just kept his hand where it was, I don't think the ball would have hit it. Uh, I think uh, I think what it is is we're all surprised that the ref pulled the whistle and called a penalty 26 seconds into a match. Yep. I think we're well, all very surprised by that. He was confirmed by the VAR, remember? You had VAR <laughs> oh, in yeah. this match. And, and we're, we're, we're going to have to contend with this bullshit next season. And, and uh, it in means the, in that a ref league, is more well, likely to just go ahead and blow the whistle yep. and let VAR let say VAR, you're wrong. Yep, exactly. You know exactly because like it's easier to overturn wrong. it. Correct. So, um, I mean, there was a good forty second or so delay mm-hmm. where the VAR was talking into his ear, right. and the VAR confirmed he was he was correct, or there wasn't enough evidence to overturn it. And good, I mean, I know you won't say so. I mean, take the glasses off for a second, but that's a long time to get inside your own head to take a penalty. Oh yeah, just in general. And it and wasn't a particularly good penalty. No, he just smashed the piss yeah, out of it. Yeah, that's that's why it went in because yep. Lloris was right where it needed to be. His and hands were right where it needed to be. He just Salah hit the shit out of yeah, it. Yeah, if you if you factor in the occasion, and you got almost a minute's build up to it. Yeah. So fuck. What am I gonna do? I just. <laughs> I just smash it right down the pipe. See what happens. <laughs> uh, actually, give a little credit to a uh, Liverpool uh, player here. Um, I think Mane knew exactly what he was doing. I think Mane put it, saw a hand in the air. I'm gonna kick it right off of him. I yeah. don't. I because if you notice, Firmino was running forward and Mane was actually turned back, kicking it back into Sissoko, not mm-hmm. across. So yeah. I mean, it was it was literally flat out. He realized his hand was up. He was like. Put one in his Let's arm. See what real happens. Quick. Yeah, I, why, I very, mean, why not? Very, very smart yeah. play. You you put. I mean, as we were talking about with Ozil, you know, playing a playing a five yard pass as opposed to attempting to cross it into the box to Lacazette or Aubameyang. Right. Just put it in a mixer. See what happens. Right. Right. Yeah. It, worse come. They head it out. Okay. So what? You know, you didn't. You know, <coughs> you may not have improved your situation that you're in right now, but you didn't make it worse by attempting that. So why not? Uh, he was out of options. Why not just throw it up, see what happens, and, um, and good on him for it. I, I know, I know, it's my bitter rivals. So I decided this is what I'm going to do when when talking about this game in particular. How would I feel if this was my team and my team did all the exact same things 
and my team won. My attitude would be, fuck it, we won the game. Right. Absolutely. I don't care how we get it, we won the game. Exactly. So, I just, credit to Liverpool, you know what? Not not the prettiest of performances, but you know what? It was effective. Well, they had you, they had something ridiculous <clears throat> like only 35% uh, possession and just three shots on target to Tottenham's eight. And, well, Tottenham really, until the second half when they pressed a little – Tottenham wasn't doing they didn't do much, much of to make it. Yeah, there was no service to Harry Kane. The couple of times Song got through, you had um, Van Dyke got across him to slow him up a little bit and make a good tackle. And then Allison had two or three relatively routine, but, you know. He, big, had, a couple, he had a couple nice ones. He had the uh, Christian Eriksen the free, free kick, kick was yeah. actually a very the, big good save. Deli Alley, Son, um, Christian Eriksen himself, they were giving a ball away left and right yeah. in, in, in decent positions. Just not stuff you normally see. And I hate their guts. And, and I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. And the name you didn't say, because he didn't do anything. Should Harry Kane have started that match? A oh, mouth breather? Harry Kane? Should he have started that match? No. No. A hat trick in the semifinal of the second half of the semifinal. Lucas Moore deserved to start. Harry Kane had played two should have been more. Should have been more in Absolutely Son up top. should have been more in Son. Up top. Because their speed and pace, because... And then Son, you have Son one of the best strikers getting, in the world on the bench to say to introduce and, and when, then give somebody to, something to think and, about. And when you put him on the yeah. pitch, suddenly Liverpool's going, oh shit, now he's now on. Yeah, now he's right? here. Right. It gives them something to think about when they're already <clears throat> mentally fatigued. Because the one thing Son did have going for him is, as you said, he, he had some decently probing runs where – he, he really did if he had not mishit it a little or if Van Dyke had not made a big play to get himself back on the ball. He was getting around those guys. I mean, he was definitely getting around those guys. Right. Absolutely was. I mean, there was two or three times he just – a basic little diagonal run, and he took both Matip and yeah. Van Dyke out of it for a minute. Yeah. And luckily, Van Dyke was – a you know, aware of the danger and, 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 and got back, you know, within a couple of steps. Particularly in the second half, the other, he the, had one really nice tackle where he stepped right in front of Son and knocked the ball out of bounds. Yeah. The other thing that was funny that I noticed, too, is Son took, like, the the one that was glaring, uh, I believe he was running from right to left, uh, right at the edge of the box, and Van Dyke got in just as Son was starting to line up the shoot. Mm-hmm. Son took about seven steps from the time that he passed Van Dyke. Uh-huh. Within two to three strides, Van Dyke was already next to him, arm across, elbow in his chest, kicking the ball out for a corner. Yeah, I think that's, that's how that's tall. The one, yeah, that's, that's the one how I was tall and powerful of a runner uh, uh, Virgil Van Dyke is. Was brilliant. Um, now you had mentioned, although some of them routine, I think you can't go without mentioning um, the factor. Absolutely, between them losing the Champions League the season before and them winning oh, the yeah. Champions League this time. Goalkeeping. Every Absolutely. penny, every penny you spent on Allison Liverpool was well spent. Absolutely, and it was all well spent because he saved that shot against Ericsson. Yep. All the other shots were routine saves, but that one was huge. But again, and that mean, one changes the game. And you know what he didn't do? He didn't drop the ball on the back of the net. He didn't roll the ball right. to another player. Yeah. He didn't make. <laughs> pardon me. Any mistakes? I mean, and the, that's and that is why Liverpool won the game. That's exactly right. But the, the other piece of that is is those routine saves at Brighton away on a a you know a, a warm and sunny March day. Um, at the end of the season is one thing. Those routine saves in the Champions League final after you got beaten last year, mm-hmm. right? Because you were so gung ho and and for you know <clears throat> forward thinking and everything else, and doing all that, the occasion does come into play for a lot of players, and I think the experience for most of those players last year, Allison's experience at at uh, getting knocked out by Liverpool mm-hmm. in the uh, in the semifinals last year, yep. or, uh, no, quarterfinal quarters. Yeah, quarterfinals, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Liverpool played City in the semifinals. Yeah, yeah. Um, that experience of, of the the comeback uh, at at uh, uh, when Liverpool was in Rome, right? Like that kind of stuff, and getting beaten that badly. And it, I think all of that was a perfect storm of we've been here before, we're calm, <laughs> and we've seen it all year. Like you said, with with just the additions of Allison and Van Dyke, they now kept the most clean sheets in the Premier League. They've, you know, uh, they, least goals against. Yeah. Although only by one, but still least goals it, against. Right. Exactly. They, they have figured out that defensive 
posture and uh, and manage the game very well. I mean, what's that? The YouTube guy that you watch had had something about how Tottenham didn't get into the the box at all. Was oh, talking um, about how he couldn't form- fuck his wife right or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sir Stimo Timothy, uh, who does the Farmer Michael, has a whole thing about uh, uh, his wife Kathleen wanted to get Randy and uh, he couldn't perform and he kept comparing his lack of performance to Tottenham. And 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 why he couldn't perform was because Liverpool won the Champions League. <laughs> it's Farmer Michael stuff is pretty fucking brilliant. It's really didn't fucking Kathleen fun. say something to the effect of like you didn't get in the box last night, Michael? Yeah, he, he goes, "Hey, well, neither did Tottenham." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't score. Neither did Tottenham. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I've been trying to convince Sam that we need to become the American version <laughs> of that. Of them, yeah. I'll just start taking videos. I'm like Melissa, Melissa. <laughs> No, Mel, I can't believe this. Yeah. It's okay, Sam. Calm down. I have a feeling you're going to be saying that a lot next season, uh, Aston Villa. Yeah. I'm a villainista. <laughs> I was going to invite your wife to become a villainista, too. Go ahead. So, she still won't give a shit. So um, I think it is <laughs> also... It pains me. I want her to give a shit, but she doesn't. Uh, it's, um... Does it, are you jealous that I at least give a quarter of a shit? Yeah. A little bit. So the... Um, Oh, sorry. We have a show to do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> uh, Liverpool, their future. Uh, you have to. I mean, I hate to admit it. Their future looks very good. Very good. Um, nobody's particularly old uh, in that squad at all. Although, right. Mo Salah gave an interview and said that he would love once again to play alongside Daniele De Rossi. And I don't think signing a 36 or 37-year-old <laughs> player uh, midfielder is on uh, is on no, Jurgen Klopp's mind. Who, not who, at all. Commands massive wages and everything. Uh, yeah, no, that would take them back a step. As, as quality of a player as he is, yeah. uh, that would take Liverpool back a step. To be honest with you, but um, there's talk, rumors <coughs> of Coutinho coming back uh, potentially. It was mm-hmm. relatively good in the Liverpool shirt. Uh, yeah. More of a, I don't want to say a talismanic figure, but kind of the flair guy. Yeah, uh, that would get people going. Had an eye for a great goal. Worked relatively hard uh, under Klopp. I think he may. Um, he may now, after this recent experience at Barcelona, I think he may be more willing to work a bit harder. Right. Um, if that were to come to fruition. Um, and I, I think they could get him back for a decent price if they so chose. Yeah, they probably could. Um, but uh, <coughs> the defense is sorted. They're all pretty young. I mean, Roberts is what, uh, Robertson's what, 26? Mm-hmm. Trent Alexander-Arnold's much younger than that. Yeah. Um, Virgil van Dyke's 27, 28, somewhere around there. As long as uh, um, Gomez can stay healthy. Yeah, and, and but even still, Matip played very well yesterday. Yeah, he finally he's finally kind of molded into the role. Yeah, so, for sure. I mean, they, they've they've got a good little setup over there all of a sudden. Yeah, and I mean, it really all comes down to what does City do? Um, now, That's right. I, I know you're not going to like this answer, Uh-oh. but um, <laughs> but if, if Spurs don't lose anybody and they add pieces. What's the one thing that held them back this year is that they didn't have enough pieces. They didn't have enough subs. They didn't have enough depth. Right. If they do, I think they're right in the, right in the conversation as well. It It's completely possible, which <coughs> pains me, but yep. it's completely possible. I, I think, I think there He's are 27, by the way, right. Van Dyke. I think there's, I think there's, Three teams at the top. I think it's really two and then one. I think it's I think it's City and Liverpool at the top. Clearly, I think the Spurs are right behind. I them. think part of the problem is is who that who can they hold on to? I mean, Pochettino refused to give answers to the media about his future next year. Right, he didn't fly home with the team. Uh oh, he drove straight across the the, the country. To, he has a house in Barcelona, mm-hmm. so he drove across the country uh, from Madrid to to Barcelona to his home. And well, and didn't then travel was... back with the squad. And so. I, is he on the phone talking to people? Who can I bring in? Is he, do, you know, is Harry Kane, you know, going to be the new Kareem Benzema at Real Madrid? It's, it's is, true. It's true. You know, where is he going to end up? I mean, Lukaku, they were talking about a swap deal plus cash a couple of weeks ago. Again, again, it all, like I said, it all comes down to. Can they hold who, on? Yeah. Who do they? Because the, the the general impression that you're hearing from most of these players is, <laughs> is they're excited to finally play a full season in their new stadium. They feel inspired by getting all the way to the Champions League final and that this team wants to stay together. Right. And outside of outside of the end of the of the final, 
Pochettino up until that point has only been saying he's looking forward to next season with Tottenham for the most part. Right. And really hasn't had his head turned. So And then now this happened. I mean, he so was this being whole tipped. summer, who knows? Right. Who knows? I mean, all last year he's being tipped for Real Madrid. <laughs> but they just brought Zizou back and paid a boatload of money to do so. I mean, I, so I don't think he's going to end up there. But Ernesto Valverde, they might be getting rid of him at Barcelona. Right? Is he, you know, sitting in his in his beach house, you know, sipping a pina colada or a nice Spanish sangria, mm-hmm. getting a phone call from uh, from the board over there with a massive offer? Could be. Could be. You don't know. I mean, I, I mean, really, the only, the only, I think, pause, the, the only definite thing we know is that it's going to be. Little note city. comes tucked in the pineapple on top of the sangria. <laughs> I, I really wanted to be like some James Bond shit. Her James Bond shit. Like he takes off the, you know, the fruit from the top, and then a little <coughs> piece of paper falls out. He catches it like behind himself, like this, mm-hmm. and then opens it, and then lights it on fire. You are really <laughs> painting a picture here, aren't I you? Know. Really thought that out. Yeah, yes. Um, it's on top saying- of my head. I was I was gonna say I feel like the the only uh, for sure is I think we know City and Liverpool are at the top of the table next year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I think Spurs as long as all the pieces stay there they're very competitive. Chelsea is one of those who the fuck knows kind of teams. They could be right. They could be there or, or they could be nowhere. Who knows? And a lot of it comes down to the appeal and then losing Eden Hazard. <coughs> and, and who comes in as the new boss if right. Sorry leaves? Like what do they do? All right, and then you guys, you guys, and United. Then after that, like really, I say you, Chelsea, United are all kind of huge question mark going into next season. And then you have yep. to say, okay, well then, how about the rest? Everton's improving. Leicester City was improving. Yep. Wolves had an amazing season. West Ham was improving. Like, are, are could we see a much tighter gap? Like see like from third through right eighth like or whatever one one yeah. two three being pretty clear cut and then the rest of it being really close together but very far from the top three right yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. it's possible it's entirely possible we'll <coughs> see mean, what happens I, I mean, mean it, 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 the silly season is going to bring shock all sadness tragedy happiness for some people and. uh it it really all depends who can blood in the fastest in their new sides, who who decides to step up to the challenge, and who shits the bed and, and like Gonzalo Higuain, who's supposed to be Chelsea's savior, <coughs> worked with Sorry before, knew everything else. They ended up with Olivier Giroud again back at the point and played very well. And Higuain was sitting his bald head on the sideline. Time to tell you what little we know. It's speculation time, Sammy. Well, what's nice is at least we didn't make it up. We're telling you what little other people know. <laughs> yes, yes, pretty much. And we're just telling you what little we know by stuff that we think might actually happen. So yeah. we're actually paying attention yeah, to it. Absolutely. The silly season is in full effect, Samuel Graham. Yes, it is. Um, if you didn't know, um, sorry, uh, won the European Cup and then promptly threw up double finger salute, apparently. <laughs> um, smoked an it. entire pack of cigarettes and flicked him at... Uh, um, Roman Abramovich, and then said, fuck you, I want out. So <laughs> apparently he is being linked with the uh, Juventus job. Yes, he is. Uh, yeah. The ink is now dry on the Antonio Conte to enter. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that deal's done um, with uh, Luciano Spalletti uh, being gone, mm-hmm. um, which left the uh, the Juve job open. And their number one target, apparently, is Maurizio Sadi. And apparently he wants the job. He wants the job. all the treatment all year from the English media. And everybody else not being able to smoke in stadiums, why, you know, it got to him finally. Why, why shouldn't he be pissed off? Absolutely, I'm, I'm with in, you. He came in third place. He secured his team Champions League play. He was in a League Cup final. He had a bloody mutiny. He won. He won a fucking European title. And for the better part of the first half of the season, his team was fucking undefeated. Yep. Oh, and knocked in handed the eventual champions their first fucking defeat. Like, you know what? He deserves. Every single right to be as bitter and as sour about it as he wants to be. Absolutely. And frankly, Chelsea, you deserve this. This was the guy you wanted. You wanted to do something different. You wanted to play attractive football. And then you fought him at every fucking turn. The other thing is, as as I mentioned before, I I don't know how much the transfer ban has to play in this. Right. You know? He needed two, three seasons at Napoli before he got his stamp on the squad and they played the football that he wanted to play. Yeah. He had 
three weeks at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Because of the dragged out saga with Antonio Conte uh, last summer. Yep, absolutely. So he did. He got the chance to bring in Jorginho, and that was it. Yeah, that's all he got to you do. Know, he also doesn't have, apparently, a huge amount of say in transfers. Chelsea's one of those with the kind of transfer... Um, Brain trust kind of thing. Yeah, kind of round table or whatever, you know, that, that <laughs> Liverpool started with. And then Jurgen Klopp was like, listen, I'm, you can't do this. Right. <laughs> this isn't working. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I um, under, I understand there being a scouting director and I understand yeah, that. But, that's fine. But, but they need to work closely with the manager to... I'm the one coaching them. You need my say, period, end of discussion. 100%. And then to just go ahead and throw a little bit of uh, salt into the wound, Hazard's deal over to Madrid is apparently the the ink is already drying. He's he's gone. The the amount that I heard that that was for was about $30 cheaper than the initial quoted price a couple of weeks ago. I think it's down to like $113, where before I think it was like $139. Still record-setting. Million. I mean, it's close. Yeah. Neymar still squashed everybody. Oh, yeah, of course. But, but that's just because PSG, you know, they have money to Yeah, waste. I, I mean, for for that deal to ever be broken again, you're going to have to, like, sell your stadium to, <laughs> to yeah. fucking get a player in. So um, in a in a feel-good uh, contract, uh, apparently for, for Everton, uh, one Mr. Leighton Baines is being offered a one-year deal to continue on. With the club. Oh, there you go. And he'll play uh, left back behind uh, Luca Digne, uh, which you you know what? Excellent signing. Yeah, you did. The, yeah. You give him a swan song. Good for him. He was a, a tremendous servant for your club. And and all he's done while he's been there, he hasn't bitched. He hasn't moaned. Yep. He's probably been great on the practice pitch, working with everybody. He's he's an old time veteran. He's exactly the kind of guy you want on your team. Right. He's he's a James Milner type. And I, I, he, he's never going to complain. He's always going to work hard. And and God forbid your left back goes down, you happen to have one of the better left backs in English history. Yeah. Playing. I like, mean, you're you're great. You're talking about doing the same thing with Jags <laughs> if he doesn't decide to go back to to Sheffield United, which is his boyhood right. club. I'm kind of rooting for him to go to Sheffield. To be yeah, honest. I mean, I'd like I'd right. like to see him play. Well, he's not. Yeah, he's not going to play for you all, but right. just he's a good bloke around the dressing room. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it's you know, at this point in Baines's career, he's there to help Lucas Digne along, you know, um, and and support him, and then take the cup games off of him. Uh, and then apparently, um, there's some shit going down in uh, Italy. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Juventus. Uh, which, by the way, for those that don't know, is appropriately for this story n- nicknamed the old lady of Italian football. They're uh. Apparently trying to cock block everybody's transfer stuff oh, this yeah? summer. Yeah. Okay, so what are they trying um, to do? So, you know, uh, Real Madrid was uh, apparently going to go for Pogba. Right. Um, Barcelona was going to go for Matthias De Ligt uh, from mm-hmm. Ajax, the center uh-huh. back, uh, the, the 19-year-old. Um, and then Napoli was looking at Karen Trippia uh, for $31.5 million. We spoke about uh, last week's pod. Yep. Um, uh, <laughs> apparently... <laughs> Juve have uh, tabled a 75 million pound bid for Matthias De Ligt uh, and um, have spoken to Mino uh, Raiola about Paul Pogba uh, and then also spoken to Kieran Trippier's agent as well. Um, here's the other thing that I'd be concerned about. And then get sorry to coach the get team. Get sorry to coach the team <laughs> who needs to buy his own style of player because he only uses you know, 13, 14 players, tops. That he rotates in. Yeah, I mean, pretty it's much. Not, you know, he you're not getting a, a four or five change every other game kind of Tinkerman, Claudio Munieri style. No. You're getting a very like these are my eleven, and then maybe you three sometimes play, um, and everybody else just doesn't get you, used. You unless, only play yeah. if someone gets hurt. That is that's exa- it. That's exactly right. You don't even so, play in cup games. You I, only Juve's, play if someone gets hurt. Correct. So Juve's buying all these players, and they're going to buy this. They're going to get this coach in that <coughs> may or may not want. All of these players, and what I would love to see though is I would love to see Juve get Paul Pogba back, and then Sorry become the coach, and watch the two of them just fucking implode. Oh my god! It, yes, it'd be like Hiroshima plus Nagasaki uh, up there in Turin. It'd be absolutely brilliant. Do you think like somebody? Don't you think somebody like a uh, Ronaldo though would just kind of, you know, slap Pogba around? Oh, of and course, be, and be like, be like, you know, hey, 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 pal. You're not you're, that great. Yeah. You're not. Look you, who you're talking to. You want to know what great is? You're looking at great. Yeah. You want exactly. to know what great is? 
messy is great. You well, know what you, you know what you are. Yeah. You know what you are. You, you run your mouth a lot. That's uh-huh. what you are. <laughs> That's exactly right. Come come over to my house. I'll show you my trophy cabinet. Yeah. What have you done? Yeah. Precisely. Right. You're not that good. Hey. Hey. You know what? Good on you. You won a World Cup, but that took the whole team around you, and it wasn't you that was getting it done for that team. No, it was Antoine Griezmann and Kylian Mbappe. Yeah. yeah and exactly. Look, right. And <laughs> but it was Ronaldo that won Portugal the Euros against who? False. Yes, it was. Correct. Oh. Uh, so yeah, so that's uh, that's that's the funny one. I have a couple that I looked up that I didn't tell you about. Oh, okay, please do. Um, I want to know uh, what the inside scoop is on Andre Gomez because apparently West Ham have just submitted another twenty million pound bid uh, for him to Barcelona uh, to get him, as opposed to you all were talking about buying him permanently before. Yes, and we are in talks with them. The number is going to be over twenty five. So right. well, West Ham's get- getting shot down again. Okay. West Ham's getting shot down again. I think you need and, to put in and, your twenty-five and a half million pound bid now. And also not only us not only us asking about him, uh Tottenham's asking about him too. And I would imagine that uh if if Andres Gomez has any say in it, he'd rather play for Everton or or Tottenham as opposed to West Ham. Yeah, no, absolutely. No offense to West Ham. I think West Ham's I mean, moving it, in the right direction. The but only thing, I mean, before why, why why go to a like? Why, we talk about this all the time. Why make a switch from a like club to a like club? Right. Why, why would you bother? My, why not just stay where you are? My question is, I wonder. I don't know where he was. I, did he come up through <laughs> Barcelona's youth academy? I have no idea. Because Manuel Pellegrini, before he took the city job, was a coach of Malaga and took right. them to the semifinals of the Champions League. Right. Um, eight nine years ago now. So my my question would be: Is did he have any interaction with that coach? Right. I that don't would believe be my, so. Okay. That um, that'd be my only question because I don't follow La Liga hardly <laughs> at all. I mean, outside of believe he got his how start, it relates. To I believe he got his start in Portugal. Okay. That's where I believe he got his start. I gotcha. Um, and then the other one is uh, apparently Aston Villa, Melissa, and um, Fulham have been rebuffed in their uh, uh, want to acquire Neil Etheridge from Cardiff City. Uh, the 29-year-old is rated well over 10 million pound, and both <laughs> clubs have submitted just under a 10 million pound bid. I believe Villa's was 8.2. Mm-hmm. And Fulham's was nine point one or something like that. Well, well, Fulham, um, it, Fulham, a ham sandwich could play goalie better than Rico. Okay, the, I mean, that's tough. Fulham's goalkeeping was. I smell a tryout on the cards for you. Terrific. My fat three hundred and eighty pound ass could possibly do better than him. Hashtag quick fat. Quick yeah. fat. That's right. I Bring mean, him back in old school. I mean, yes. Jesus. I mean. That that makes, but but then you know why would again players do have a say in where they get sold, and why would Etheridge go to Fulham? Why wouldn't he just feel comfortable staying with and Cardiff? The, the other thing is, I'm surprised about the Villa interest after Steer was so brilliant in the playoffs. <laughs> why, Steer was very good. You got to give him a couple of games. Yeah, you know, it's. Um, I mean, I can. See I feel like that's the one position you probably don't need to improve right now. Precisely. The way that he was, you know. Well, you I, mean, I don't think, care who you are. The penalty is a, a difficult fucking thing to save. Right, and well, and I he mean, saved two of them in a row in a playoff semifinal. We'll find out. We'll find out more um, from uh, when we have the uh, villains into uh, to talk uh, to talk all things Aston Villa with us. But I, I mean, you got to figure out striker right now. If if yeah, you, know, you got to get Tammy Abraham, is, Tammy Abraham is, back. Is, or, is he, yeah, is he playing for you? Right. Or what is your option? Right. What do we have to do? If you don't have a guy scoring you at least ten goals. You're in trouble. Apparently, um, <coughs> Newcastle doesn't have the money to stump up for Solomon Rondon. So it would not surprise me. Uh, I mean, they're somewhat rivals. They're both in the Midlands. But it wouldn't surprise me to see if um, if Villa tried to go for somebody like Rondon because he will not go back to West Brom in right. the championship. It's not right. going to happen. Um, it just depends who's sniffing around. Tottenham are also in for somebody else that I I can't remember their bloody name. I didn't write it down. It wasn't super important, but it was an odd. Zaha's being linked to a bunch of clubs, including you. Yeah, it was. Uh, It was Ryan Frazier's being linked to you guys as well. There's there's a central midfielder being linked. I mean, that's that's all part of the silly season. Yeah, it was a central midfielder. I can't. (laughs) No, you know who it was. Uh, Tillemans, the uh, Leicester Loney. Oh, okay, got it. From Munich. 
Okay. I don't know who owns him, but he was on loan at Leicester City. He scored a couple of goals that were brilliant right, towards right. the end of the season. Um, he might actually still be owned by a uh, by a Belgian club, but anyway, that's all besides the point. They were linked with somebody who was like, that's not like a necessity for you at all. I don't know why that's coming up. Like It was weird. Uh, Andres Townsend apparently is being linked with Leicester as well. Like, oh, that was the other one I saw that yeah. was weird. Yeah. Like, for what? <laughs> it's, you want to talk about something you don't need? Yeah, you got James Madison. Just yeah. the, the, like, and they were talking about something stupid like $40 million. Yeah, something ridiculous. He scored yeah. five goals last year. Yeah. And that, the fact that he's not just Townsend. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, I'd get nervous about spending six bucks on a fucking lottery <laughs> ticket. You just spent $40 million for five goals? Come we, on, man. W- let's, uh, let's finish this up with one thought, because we can't let this one get away. Mike Ashley, trying to Mike Ashley, the best Mike Ashley could ever Mike Ashley. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So apparently, the takeover is done. It's going to happen. The Sheik is going to buy Newcastle, (laughs) and then everything goes radio silent. Like, is Mike Ashley like, okay, here's $350 million. I can get him to 351. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. And I I mean, let's power drink and puke in a fireplace. Let's go, baby. Well, the other thing is with a name like that, I figured the shake be spinning tunes in the back, you know, just making it rain on Mike Ashley. Shake, Kali, Kali. (laughs) Yeah. Come on, man. (laughs) I've been waiting to use that joke for the last three weeks since, since this shit started popping up. T- Tune Army, you are you are like the rest of us. You are not allowed to have nice things. Um, <laughs> That's so, the truth. You'll you're, fit right in with this show. <laughs> your manager, your manager is is out of contract at the end of the month. You can't figure out who the fuck's going to own the club. Yeah, now it sounds like your striker's going to get sold off somewhere. Yeah, you know, all the a whole bunch of players on loan, and then you know, like you know, some bigger clubs are going to come looking around and sniffing around for uh, Lachelle's for uh, uh-huh. for 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 defense, like. Yeah, Fuck, I'd you're love just to get not allowed. In. I mean, I, I I would consider them to be completely safe, even if they don't get sold. If Rafa still if coaches, Rafa stays, yeah, right, and they hold on to a few pieces. Uh huh. Absolutely. If Rafa's not there, and that's club, and that club does not get sold, number one with a bullet going down is Newcastle. Could be. I, I absolutely just, could just be because I have no faith in the overall spec. Like, you know, I, I mean, Ashley. He, Possibly the worst owner ever. I mean, he's close. Yeah. I I mean, mean, he's definitely close. I mean, he's I no mean, Stan Kroenke, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks for that. <laughs> Whoever. I was good about not having nice things. I was going to say, we went from a 70-year-old Frenchman, and when everybody was linking us with the Spaniard, I was like, oh, sweet. You know, you think of uh, Pep Guardiola, you know. Yeah. The clean lines on the beard, <laughs> nice, you know, cropped bald head you know where he shaves everything brilliantly and always has a nice car to get on now we end up with a spanish guy with british teeth and unai emery <laughs> <laughs> yeah can't have nice things but uh uh in terms of um uh what was the last thing you said just before i made that joke about newcastle yeah not having like everything's gonna fall apart if no they no, don't. no it was it was somebody else <coughs> shit <clears throat> fuck now i don't remember it it doesn't matter i it, I'd lost it making fun of unai emery the moment is lost <laughs> So, we did no do so good. Uh, This is the segment for the new listeners we have where we talk about ourselves because we have microphones and fucking want to do it. Um, Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, this is our adult league team, uh, Indoor, that we play on Tuesday night still, despite being way too fucking old for it. And I retired six years ago, and yet I show up every week on the sidelines and coach the team (laughs) because there's a big pit of emptiness and despair inside of me that I need to fill with yelling at grown men. Yeah. And they're the grown men that allow me to yell at them. Correct. So, um, for whatever reason, this week, we lost to a team that was bloody fucking terrible. It was the worst game we have ever I've played. ever seen du play it's fucking horrible and and i've played oh, by in the games way where that's I've our lost name We're 16 to 2 drunkard united is our football team's name hence the name of our uh, podcast, podcast drunkard yeah. united football show we're talking about our uh stupid beer league team so yeah, we lost and we four to three beer in the parking lot afterwards as well yeah that's about the only good thing that happened last week was yeah we it was horrible it was lot. such a bad game we, we were lo- so poor giving the ball away it was everything was terrible we spotted a shit team a three goal lead yeah and then roared back and then gave up a shit goal to, for for the fourth. 
Yeah. I think we hit the post once or twice, but most everything was right at the goalkeeper that we could actually muster. Yeah. Um, well, even we, our goals were right at the goalkeeper. They just yeah. went through them and into the net. We, we kept giving the ball away. It was pitiful. It was really, 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 really. Oh, bad. right. So, Enough said about that. Yeah, yeah. And we <laughs> and we were and we were playing Division Two, which last Ugh. week was our. Saving grace, and this week killed us. So we'll see how tomorrow night goes. And Hopefully. we're all decent enough footballers. I mean, we've all played at a decent level. Like, it's ridiculous. But whatever. All, all right. right. We'll get it back. All right. So, uh, Sammy, any parting words? I do. Uh, I've got a few. Uh, just want to keep everybody up to date because there's a lot of stuff going on. We may or may not cover things here or there. Depends what we have going on. Like we said, next week we probably will have a guest. That'll be verified midweek, I'm sure. Um, but... Uh, the Nations League uh, is back mm-hmm. um, after uh, a very long absence. You have Portugal and Switzerland on Wednesday the 5th, actually on ESPN2. So it's on the old television. Oh, and you don't have to fucking pay extra money Correct. for something you already pay a shit ton for. Uh, England and Holland is on Thursday, same channel. So if you want to watch essentially the Champions League final all over again with players on different teams swapping shirts, uh, that's going to be on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> um same channel, uh, ESPN2, and both uh, both games will kick off at 2.45 Eastern time on their respective days. On the uh, Women's World Cup, France gets things underway against South Korea on Friday. Other notable matches that are upcoming uh, include England versus Scotland on Sunday, and the home internationals are always a joy um, because everyone just wants bragging rights within the UK. So, oh, yeah. Uh, England, very good. Scotland, not so much. Um, they play on Sunday the 9th. Uh, and then the U.S. starts their defense of the World Cup on Tuesday against Thailand, which I'm sure we'll mention again on uh, on, on next week's show. Uh, and then the Gold Cup gets underway on the 15th of June, uh, so there's going to be more to come on that as well. Me talking about Haiti a lot. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the <laughs> last thing that I do want to mention um, and give a quick shout and, and, and raise a drink to is uh, Jose Antonio Reyes, um, former Arsenal player, uh, didn't score a ton of goals for the club. He only had 21 and 95 appearances. Uh, so he wasn't very prolific in the Premier League, um, but he was a member of the Invincibles squad. Um, and some of the goals he did score uh, were important goals. Um, kept that 49-game uh, unbeaten streak going over the the, the season until uh, the 03-04 season into about October, I think it was, that we, mm-hmm. we ended up losing that, that 50th game. Um Lovely guy on and off the field, uh, you know, by all accounts. And um, 35 years old is a five-time, I believe, five-time winner of the uh, Europa League. Uh, three times with Sevilla under Unai Emery, uh, actually. Um, but 35 years old and got in a car accident in Sevilla and uh, and tragically passed away um, the day of the Champions League final. That's yeah. the news we woke up to. So um, if you follow our socials, I, I did share the article about it uh, as it was happening. Um, but just, you know, peace to his family and, uh, I hope everything, you know, is okay for them and, and they can recover from this. Uh, it is, it is very sad and, uh, you know, once a gooner, always a gooner. So, absolutely. um, lastly, the very last thing I want to do, uh, and the drink I want to raise because that left such a bad taste in my mouth, much like the Europa League final did is a shot of Malort, um, the game was horrendous on Wednesday, and I deserved to do this, even though it wasn't on the line. Uh, and for Mr. Reyes, this is the drink I'm raising to you because this is such a, a terrible, terrible thing that I deserve to have a very bad taste in my mouth about it. So God rest your soul, son, and uh, fuck you, Arsenal. Tell us how you really feel. I believe I just did. well said that was not allergies (laughs) thank you so much for joining us again boys and girls for sam graham i'm sam houston summer school starts next week so let us know what you think about your clubs because we'd love to discuss it on the show and uh just a real quick shout out to all you liverpool fans um (laughs) next time you're in madrid can you keep your clothes on and try not to fucking masturbate in public until next (laughs) week everybody good night Kick up the leaves and the magic is lost.
Yeah, now he's running into trouble, and now Arsenal could be in trouble. Bacic, Emerson, and Chelsea go in front. Olivier Giroud against his former club. Well, that is sublime. Arsenal creating their own problems. Just when Arsenal thought they had a foothold. Hazard set, Hazard scores. It's Sardi's night, it's Chelsea's night, and it's certainly Eden Hazard's night. Fuck you, Arsenal.